2: 88 at checkout and get 15% off your subscription. That's NFL TV and the promo code Greg 88. Subscribe to TE1 and get NFL Sunday ticket. TV and unmatched dual threat.
3: Of his fam, and welcome to the new on the daily DFS podcast. Some of you may know my voice for the Fantasy Football Funhouse or the SFB Podathon, but if you don't know me, I am Salito. You can find me on Twitter at SalitoFF. If you're a returning listener and you're used to getting solid DFS advice from two voices every week, I have great news for you. There's three of us this year, which means you'll still get solid advice from just two people on this show every week and uh those two people will be my co-hosts and um first let me get to matt jones so everybody if you follow the show you already know matt matt's uh one of the previous co-hosts here and a regular wrote of his staple he also does some work over at sharp football matt tell them why i'm here why they dragged us in i mean it's it's not like i'm i'm any good but uh tell the people about yourself
2: no i feel like one of these uh you know lead singers that just goes through a, a bunch of different bandmates I, i've had we've had a, a rotating crew here uh you know a couple of years ago it was me and and lamarca then uh, then amiko left and it was just me and lamarca last year with some guests so uh yeah i'm i'm pumped man i you know the the three of us haven't uh, interacted too much before this so it's a little bit like a like a first date here but i'm i'm fired up
3: which one of us is the better? I mean, we'll get to the other guy in a second, but which one of us is the better looking date? <laughs> <laughs> no, but but in all seriousness, you know, you and I, like you said, we're meeting essentially for the first time tonight. And I didn't know all your previous hosts seem to be from the same town that I'm from, from Lindenhurst here on Long Island. You're also a Long Island guy. So uh, that, that's really cool to get to meet another Long Island guy who's doing this. And uh, we should definitely have a lot of fun doing this show. And, and so joining us is uh, is Cleveland's own T.J. Calkins. You can find him at T.J. Calkins. Very simple. All three of us have very simple – if you know our first and last names, you'll find us on Twitter. And uh, T.J. does some UFC and NFL over for line movement. And T.J., I'm a huge UFC fan, so you and I will be definitely doing some talking about that. And he does rankings here at roto T.J., introduce yourself to the
4: On The Daily podcast crowd. Hey, what's up, fam? Um, been in the fantasy industry for a lot of years now. I don't even know how many. Uh, have, the writing side have kind of pivoted over to gambling, mostly UFC, NFL, and NBA. But that doesn't stop me from playing DFS daily, all of those sports, and then some. And ready to have a great year with two, uh, two great co-hosts here. Gotcha. So, yeah, oh, go ahead.
3: No, it should be a lot of fun. Um, just to to touch on me for a little bit, I, you know, when, when Curtis put out the, uh, the tweet that they were looking to fill the spot on the show. And I I responded with, uh, you know, how you doing, uh, GIF. And he hit me up. He's like, would you be interested in the show? So I was very honest up front. I said, Curtis, I play a lot of DFS. I just don't want a lot of money. Um, he said, listen, it's, it's great to be honest. We got a lot of good DF guys who are interested. Um, we'll just bring you in for, for your good looks and humor. And so I think that's essentially what I'm here for. But uh, again, I, I, I play plenty of DFS. I consider myself um, a novice guy, but I've been in a fantasy field for nearly 26 years playing all forms of fantasy football. And I think the three of us together will, will definitely bring you a great show each week. And, and uh, Matt, I know you got some topics you, you threw out here. You'd like to, you'd like to get through. So, if you want to take over and, and lead on those topics be my guest
2: Yeah so I was thinking you know i i did the uh, i did a couple of process shows uh talking to Amico, talked to uh Pete overzet today and figured I would uh you know we could we could pick each other's brains uh, and get a feel for sort of our I, I don't know our archetype you know what what kind of dfS uh dfsers are we um, so for those of you that have been following along with the show, uh, over the last couple of years, you know, that I'm, uh, I'm more of a cash and, you know, single entry, three entry max, uh, type player. I, I make 150 lineups for golf, but I, I do not, do not touch uh, 150 lineups for NFL. Uh, my, my, my brain can't handle all the correlations and, and things. Uh, i I think I've. I've punted off enough money trying to play the the mini max uh, and I've learned my lesson in NFL. (laughs) So um, that's, that's sort of where, where I fall now. uh, TJ, I'm, I'm hearing that you are, uh, you're more of a GPP uh, type guy.
4: Yeah, we couldn't be more opposite. Uh, I'll just run. (laughs) Which is perfect. Right. No, absolutely. In golf, I'll run one or two just darts in the, (laughs) Millie every week and you know you're maxing that on the other hand nfl i'm i'm the one out there max and i'm the tournament player that lives at peaks and valley life and i have had some successful banks so i've gone forwards i've gone backwards but definitely profitable in nfl so looking forward to dropping the fire on these tournament takes all year long
2: <laughs> what about you sal
3: yeah I, I definitely align more with you matt um I, I like to play it. I like to play the cash games where I think, uh, you know, I jump in a lot of 50 50s because I figure I got to be better than at least 50% of, <laughs> of these people. Um, you know, head to heads could be tricky. You know, those one on ones could be a little bit tricky. So I play a little bit more of the 50 50s and I'll definitely enter more of the one and, and uh, the, the three max. Um, I'm not a large tournament guy. Um, so, you know, I'll be sticking more to those as well.
2: Yeah. And I, I think that, uh, you know, there's something to be said for for sort of understanding uh, where you stand uh, in in that spectrum. Right. Because you could you could tell yourself a story that you're uh, the 150 guy, but uh, you learn the lesson very quickly if you're not. Um, and it's a very expensive lesson at that. So uh, it's definitely um definitely something that you have to work out for yourself if you are uh you know jumping into DFS for the first time I also think it's super important to understand what your uh you know what your goals are right like if you if you just want you just want a lotto ticket and you just want to throw in a lineup to the Millie every week and just play you know your favorite (laughs) your favorite team uh in a stack or whatever like more power to you but if you're if you're trying to uh you know really grind out play for the whole year not have to keep keep uh clicking deposit i think you need to uh (laughs) you need to figure figure out where you fall on this spectrum um so yeah i i think that that's uh i think that that's probably the most important thing is just understanding how your brain works and what what contest that that type of mindset is suited for uh so TJ, uh, just to to jump back to you for the for 150 lineups, because I know a lot of people that are listening, maybe I think I think tw- the 20 entry max is probably closer uh, to the mindset of a 150 than it is to a three entry max, obviously. Um, so how do you how do you go about sort of building your your player pool and and narrowing in your exposures? Are you a guy who who runs like a pretty tight core and, and rotates through with stacks. How do you how do you go from what you think is, you know, a couple of the best plays to making 150 lineups?
4: Well, the, the biggest thing is every week is a completely unique beast when you're attacking. So some weeks the core is going to be tighter, some weeks it just isn't. Some weeks you want it spread out more, and you're going to do better that way. Uh, as far as stacks, I try to hand-build the stacks And if I'm running 150, I'll try to hand-build the stacks, get to about half of my lineups Let one of the programs generate about the other half. Some weeks, I will just hand-build 20 to 40 to 50 to 75 lineups, and I I feel no need to go to the 150 in the max 150 tournaments. And I think you can get better value not fully entering on certain given weeks. And we'll go over that week to week and the reasons why but every week is different. Don't treat every week the same is on the intro show is the best thing I can say here.
2: Yeah, for sure. I, I think that that's, uh, it, you know, all of these weeks sort of exist in a vacuum there. There's different, uh, there's obviously things that general strategy, things like structurally that you want to be doing. Like you probably don't, if you're playing three entry max, you probably don't want to be doing a ton of like tight ends in the flex and things like that. But uh, uh, other than that, um, you know, you really do sort of have to approach it week by week, and uh, in addition to that, really stay up on what's going on news-wise throughout the week with injuries, especially this year uh, with everything that's going on in the world. There's, you know, there's sure to be a slate that just gets completely wrecked. Uh, at I would I would imagine at some point because of what's going on in the world right now. So uh, definitely. Definitely something to keep in mind, and obviously we have we have the road of his news uh, on Twitter right now. It's a, a great feature that a few of the writers have been you know putting out news blurbs and things like that. So make sure you check that out. Uh, you know, appropriately titled at road of his news. So easy enough to find. Uh, much like our much like our Twitter handles here as well. Um, now, Sal, when when you're going to build your your three three lineups for the week, say um how much are you uh, you know looking for a variety are you just building you know playing one one lineup in all the 50 50s you enter like how do you approach uh your cash you know your cash lineup and your exposures for the week with with fewer lineups
3: yes i'll probably generally go with a, a pretty small core of guys and then pick a few other guys to fill in those spots. And I, so I won't have one lineup for everything. I'll have a core group of guys in that lineup. And then, okay. If I move this guy here, I move this guy here. I'm a very, I'm so I'm very old school. I, I TJ, before you came on and I spoke with Matt, you know, i Matt, you know, Matt's in his early thirties. I don't know how old you are, but you know, I'm 46. 37. Yeah. So I, I'm still, I'm still like nine, 10 years. Old. I still get out the pen and paper. I still go through all my stuff. Very old school. So, uh, um, um, it's nice to have the rotaville rotoviz tools at my fingertips now. That'll make it a world easier for me. But yeah, I I, I, I kind of stay with similar lineups and interchange a few guys here or there where I want to maybe hit this guy could hit, this guy could hit, and I replace them there. But I don't get uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch people gonna grow with me this year. We got the the big state guy, we got the experienced guy, and we got the guy who I'm gonna you're gonna relate more to me. These guys are going to probably help you win more, but we're going to relate more
4: to each other along the way. I love the pen and paper stuff too, man. I'm I, I do a lot of handwritten notes, and I can say one of our buddies, uh, John Proctor, he he kind of does the same thing. You know, he's always got handwritten <laughs> notes too. You know, he's one of the best around, so it can't yeah. hurt to make notes for
2: yourself. I yeah, I always I always laugh. My my dad is a a big DFS player as well. Uh, plays Plays more sports than me actually. I really only play golf and NFL uh, but he'll be texting me like oh do you have any anything for the NASCAR this week and I'm like but he he has his little uh, he has his little notepad and uh, just just listens to podcasts all day he's retired and watches the kids and he just writes down all his notes and uh, and builds lineup by hand so um, yeah I can uh, I can relate to uh, to all that as well seeing his notes uh, flying around the house Um, so our show you know primarily we're only going to be talking about the main slate uh the show is going to post during the year friday mornings so obviously talking about the thursday night games would not uh would really only serve to make us look foolish probably uh if we if we say something that's wrong and you're listening to it friday morning and you uh you already know what happened Before we continue with the show, I want to tell you guys about one of our new sponsors. Uh, The show today is being brought to you by DoorDash. You've counted on restaurants. Now they are counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Uh, and I've, I know my wife and I have used this, uh, used DoorDash a ton. So it's, uh, it's definitely something, uh, that's useful in these times. Uh, you can choose from national restaurants like Chipotle and Wendy's and Cheesecake Factory. Uh, but you know, a lot of, a lot of our local favorite restaurants are also open for delivery right now too. Um, so make sure you, uh, head over to DoorDash. Uh, another one of our sponsors this week is the Sunday Ticket from DirecTV. Uh, football is coming back, and we, uh, we've got you covered with uh, a discount code for DirecTV Sunday Ticket. Uh, with NFL NFLSundayTicket.tv, you can stream every live out-of-market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices, plus Red Zone, DirecTV, Fantasy Zone channels. You can you will never miss your favorite teams and favorite players. No matter where you live, NFL TV is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Use the promo code BlueWire at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. Visit NFL and use promo code BLUEWIRE.
1: At Rotoviz, we love titles, we love hardware, we love championships, we love winning, and we love it when you do it too. In 2020, one thing we want to win with you is is the Underdog Fantasy Best Ball Mania, $1 million best ball tournament. It's $200,000 to first place. It's only $25 to enter. It's a no-brainer. This is like the elite best ball title this year. So you got to go to underdogfantasy.com or download their great Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store on your smartphone device, and you're going to make a deposit. You're going to use code Rotoviz when you make that deposit. Then you're going to go refer five friends, and Underdog and Rotoviz will give you a free entry into the Best Ball Mania tournament. So it's, it's kind of like a two for one. You sign up, you put in 25 bucks, you enter the Best Ball Mania tournament, you get five buddies to play, you use code ROTOVIS, you get a free entry. No brainer guys, let's chase that glory, 200 grand. If $25 is too pricey for you, they've got a $5 tournament called The Bubble and you can win 20 grand in that bad boy. Their app is slick, you click on the player's name, you see the ownership, you see the latest news and notes, you can draft from that app with no problem. Man, they really knocked it out of the park with this product and I can't wait for you to try it. So go to underdogfantasy.com today, make a deposit and use code RotoViz and chase that glory.
2: But let's do let's do a quick uh, a quick fuck marry, kill here for the the rest of the slates. So we have Thursday through Sunday or Thursday through Monday, whichever uh, the the old the old primetime DJN uh, Monday Thursday slate and uh, showdown slates and then we can uh, uh, Sal I'll kick it to you first and then we can kind of work our way through and and chat about some of these different formats that we might come across this year
3: yeah and I and I watched uh, the playback of your show with Peter today and uh, and I saw and I, I'm a little bit different than him and and so I, I'm going to um, I'm gonna people don't like that that primetime Monday into Thursday. Right. But the reason why I'm going to fuck that one is because if I had a bad week over the weekend, especially in DFS, but in those redraft, the dynasty leagues that I have, I'm pissed <laughs> off. I'm angry. I lost money. Uh, I, I got a loss that weekend. And I'm dro- dropping in standings. I need a little something to pick me up on Monday. I know that that Thursday slate is going to suck, but Monday, it looks so promising. You walk in, you see it. Oh, it's so look at this. I can mix these three guys from here, these four guys from here. So that I'm going to go that way. Um, And As my phone closed here, and I got to open it back up. And so the primetime slate uh, is is the one I'm going to fuck. The the Thursday into Sunday, I'm going to kill. And I'm going to tell you why. Because for the opposite reason, I'm prepping all my lineups for the weekend. I'm looking forward to that big Sunday slate. I'm looking forward to uh, setting my weekly lineups in in my redraft leagues so i don't want to have nothing to do with thinking on thursday wednesday night into thursday about that i could i got nothing to do with that i'm going to marry the showdown because to me the showdown is something in recent years i've actually gotten a pretty good handle on i've actually had a little bit of success with the showdown and i think that that's more my speed so that's the direction i go i know it's a little different than what peter went today i know he didn't like that monday thursday slate but it's good for me
4: what about you, TJ? Man, I'm a totally different direction here. I, I'm i just going to start with saying I'm killing showdown <laughs> because showdown is the absolute worst. I understand that they make the most money with the showdown slate every night. I understand it, but I don't want it. I want the two-game slates. The two-game slates are the absolute most profitable place to go, at least in my opinion. Uh, so we're definitely going to kill showdown slates. Now, I had a hard time with the other two and I'm going to go with marrying the Monday-Thursday slate. The reason being, people don't approach that three-day gap with play who you want to play on Monday, and the rest are just placeholders that you're gonna fix after the, after the fact. It happens more so on the Sunday-Monday, people come right back to it, they plan better with the Sunday-Monday, So the Sunday-Monday, that's just going to be our side piece. That's who we're fucking. That's a Gumar. Okay? But the Monday-Thursday, I feel like that is the absolute uh, best value to play, especially especially if you're an experienced player, I should say, that's that's really making late swaps uh, in the appropriate fashion after the outcome of the first game.
2: Yeah, and I mean generally, I think late swap is probably one of the, uh, you know, most underutilized, uh, parts of, of DFS. Um, I think it's, it's challenging if you have a ton of lineups, but it's definitely worth, uh, worth the time from, you know, three, three o'clock to four o'clock to figure out, uh, where you need to be making changes. And obviously it's a, it's a cliche at this point. It's something that everybody says, making sure that your, uh, that your flex (laughs) player is the the last to lock uh seems like something that doesn't need to be said but go ahead in week one and scroll through all the lineups in the millie maker and uh and find out exactly how few people actually do that (laughs) it's uh it's very it's you know it's uh it's something that every show says and it's something that you know at uh, at least a quarter of the field probably doesn't listen to so um
4: oh if they could put london games in their flex they would
2: (laughs) exactly um yeah so i'm uh i think that i would i don't know now tj has me like kind of second guessing this this monday thursday thing i might have to i might have to play around with this a little bit um i do i do love uh i do love showdown though i think um i think i'm taking showdown down the aisle uh And I just think people people make such dumb decisions because they just want to see like Thursday night dudes uh, that I think that I'm I'm going to, you know, I'm going to have to fuck that one and just kill the primetime. But I'm 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 holding this open. I I might have to revisit this at some point during the season when I when I uh, do well on one of those slates. I'll I'll have to uh, thank TJ for that
4: quarterly updates on on fuck, Mary kill. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Every four weeks. We'll see where we're at.
2: Yeah, and it's just it's literally just a a, a 0.9 r squared to uh to how well you're doing in in that particular sleep. <laughs> um and I I would I would like to uh hopefully get some get some showdown content on here. Maybe we'll do some uh some bonus shows if we if we have some free time cuz that would be that would be fun as well. Um so just uh we we sort of just touched on one of the big mistakes that people make uh, as far as just not not revisiting your lineups during the day and not not going through and, and late swapping, TJ, is there is there something else that you that you see, uh, you know, just generally as you're clicking through lineups, whether it's uh, you know through through guys that are lineups around you, or if you're playing head to heads, that you see people making mistakes that you think uh, should be should be pretty easily fixed.
4: Uh, not necessarily. I, I don't play a ton of uh, cash head-to-head. I, and honestly, I actually embrace the higher variance head-to-head when I do play cash. But as far as tournaments go, people are afraid to make a change off a lineup that's smashed early. And that could be the difference in a bank. If you have a smash early lineup and you're just sitting there with chalk late, it's safe, it'll cash well, but it probably won't bank. You make that change off a smash early lineup and you go to... A lower owned play, you can make yourself unique, which is becoming more and more important every single year, week right. over week. Being unique is huge. So just making that late change off of chalk or off of even a moderately owned play to something that's a little bit more of a long shot can really make the difference. And when you're playing tournaments, anyone will tell you being in the top ninety nine point nine percent pays what one percent of being at the top one top one hundred percent.
2: What about you, Sal? What what are what are some things uh, that you're that you notice that people uh, might be might be screwing up here?
3: Yeah, you know, you have written down here mistakes that beginners make. And as uh, I was on a, a show with the dynasty trade headquartered guys right before I came on here. By the way, TJ they sent a message to you. They told me to make sure you sent some decent trades. Uh don't be don't send those shitty trades you've been sending. So that, that's a message it's Jeremy. the
4: message <laughs> from
3: that's exactly what they brought up. Um, you know, for me it's uh somebody some of the new people jumping into shock infested waters and not understanding. Um, you don't want to get into these big tournaments like where TJ's an experienced guy is going to jump into the 150 lineups. You don't want to be anywhere near that. Some of these guys don't look at what the contest is before they jump in there and they're entering one, maybe two entries in, in a league like that. You're not you're not going to stand a chance It's something like that. So for me, it's start off small. No, no, know uh, what you're getting involved in. I recommend it to those guys. They were asking me some questions because they're a dynasty show. They don't know much about DFS. I recommend that you even start your own weekly group with a, um, a home league or their listener league and just start them off slow, get your feet wet against a small group of people where it's not big money. Um, but the other thing is just knowing that this is not a season-long fantasy. It's a different animal. Uh, don't just jump in and think, however I could fit the best players possible into the salary cap, regardless of what matchups are or regardless of what the field and uh, you know, percentage you own and stuff like that is. It's it's not it's not seasonal long fantasy, it's a completely different thing. So just you know, do your research, listen to this podcast, and check out everything we got on Rotoviz, and it'll definitely ease your way in intelligently.
2: Yeah, and I think I think that people uh, you know, generally uh, th- like we said, like I said at the top, like people have different goals in this, right? But if you're if you're playing a significant amount of money. Uh, you should probably know you know what the rake is, what what how many how many entries you could throw into a contest. Um, personally, I think especially in the in the single entry and three entry max, I, I can't uh, for a three entry max, like uh, throwing in one lineup uh, seems kind of silly to me. And if you feel bankroll wise that you are just able to put in one lineup, there's a three entry that's cheaper that you could max. Um, that is one of the biggest things that I notice, uh, with people that are just trying to, you know, just trying to fire off. They see, you know, a cute name in the lobby and they're like, oh, this will be fun. Let's, let's play this. And they're not really paying attention to, uh, to all the, you know, variables that go into it. If you're playing one lineup against three, uh, against everybody else being able to play three, you're. Uh, you're probably putting yourself at a disadvantage if you're not paying attention to all those other things. Now, sometimes, you know, TJ mentioned before, uh, you know, you might play say 40 lineups in a 150 max. I think that's probably a different conversation. And I think you probably know your edge better than the people who are, who are playing, uh, you know, just three random lineups or, or one random lineup in a three entry max. But I do think it's, it's worth noting um it's just it's important to to pay attention to that kind of stuff because you're you're automatically putting yourself at a disadvantage because if the way that I build three entry lineups I am uh you know I'm playing my core from my cash lineup and I'm rotating stacks so if you're building one lineup just as a GPP lotto ticket and you're doing all these random plays you're you're automatically behind the eight ball basically um so just just a sort of a random uh, aside that I that I'm going to be preaching all year. So if you're listening to this get used to it.
4: <laughs> I love that and just to piggyback on what Matt just said a little bit, especially in the one lineup in a 3max, I promise you no matter how much you love your lineup, you can use exactly the same lineup, make a pivot, hit submit again, make a different pivot, hit submit again, your original lineup is only going to be the highest scoring one 33% of the time. Write that down.
2: <laughs> exactly. And it's it's true man like I, I I think that you know people don't people don't scroll through the whole lobby either like you look I, I just clicked into into the main slate uh on DraftKings right now. And, you know, you're scrolling through and they're they're just like beating you over the head with the luxury box the, you know, the three K entries, the, the 200, the 153 entry max like you're you know, if you're not looking, it's pretty easy to be like, oh, well, you know, I uh, I just I don't have the money in my account right now, uh, you know, to play uh, whatever it is to play the power sweep. And uh, I'm going to go down and just play one entry in the engage eight. But like, just just go play three lineups in the nickel, like or go play three lineups in the single back. And you're going to give yourself, uh, you know, three outs where you wouldn't have had those those chances otherwise. So it's not about having, you know, the most the most money in your in your account. You really just have to make smarter decisions with whatever you whatever you actually have in there. <laughs>
4: Yep. if you, if you're i mean just for random sim- simple arithmetic purposes you are better off playing 3 lineups in a $3 3 max than one lineup in a $9 3 max
2: right right i mean and yeah. again this is one of those things that sounds like oh well of course but there's plenty of people who who are firing off one lineup in these contests so um definitely definitely something to pay attention to um so let's uh, let's see how we want to how we want to wrap this up here. What is uh, you, you guys want to drop some hot takes in here? Uh, we just had the we just had the, the Lenny Fournette signing uh, for 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 your Tampa Bay Bucks. So what are what, what are some hot takes? Uh, maybe maybe a bold prediction for for week one. Uh, obviously, we're not like, you know, we're, we're still a week away. Uh, and and we got we have lots of research to do. But any anything you guys think that the listeners should be on the lookout for or paying attention to uh, as we approach week one? Yeah,
3: for, for me, um, just looking briefly, what all the, the rookie excitement that we get every year in fantasy football, we know that the offseason had no preseason games this year, the Jonathan Taylor hype train. Has been a little bit out of control. I mean, Frank Reich has come out and said Marlon Mack is going to remain a starter. And I think that what guaranteed that's going to be that he's going to be heavily involved in week one. They they get that awful Jacksonville team who uh, gave up a ton of points to running backs last year. The defense has gotten worse, not better. Uh last year he ran for over 100 and a touchdown in the first game. He had 77 and to two touchdowns in the second game. I think it's gonna be a low ownership on Marlon Mack in week one because of the Jonathan Taylor hype train. And I think he's a guy that could really surprise in week one. So I haven't gotten that deep into it, but that is one guy I've looked at.
2: Yeah. 5,300 for, uh, for Marlon Mack. So not, not too, not too shabby there. What about you, TJ? Well,
4: first I'll comment on each of you guys mentioned there, uh, the Tampa Bay backfield. They have six bad running backs now. (laughs) Six (laughs) terrible freaking running backs. And most weeks we're gonna see Dare lead that backfield in scoring, I think, which is just wild. Um, yeah, that's a situation to avoid. But uh the indie backfield, uh completely uh not touching on Taylor or Mac. I still see people drafting Naheem Hines in redraft and wanting to own him, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> he's not Eckler, you know, like that narrative just keeps getting pushed. Like, oh, Philip Rivers is going to throw to the back that I didn't like Eckler. Like, no, he's not. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah it was I de- that was definitely something great. I saw early and, and often with uh with Hines. And, and then, once they they drafted the guy who's probably the most talented uh running back in this draft, I think Allaire is going to be the guy, it's the, obviously the most hyped guy because the landing spot and then the uh the opt out by by Williams. But yeah, it's just, you got two good backs ahead of him. There's no reason to think that he's going to see the field that often.
4: I'll tell you what, man, I know the Cam Akers hype is still real and I I personally don't believe it. I know a lot of people do and I know I'm hot taken there, but the guy that just keeps creeping up for me and that I'm making sure I own in a lot of dynasty leagues is Gibson. Uh, He's going to be involved from day one as far as the rookies go. And yes, Taylor's the best player, but I mean, CH is going to absolutely smash this year. Uh, might take him a couple weeks to get his feet under him, but he'll be fine. Uh, if you want a tight end, dude, it's Jarwin people investing in all of the Dallas wide receivers are going to hate Jarwin. I <laughs> truly believe that.
2: Yeah. Gibson, Gibson down in 4k, uh, <clears throat> if he's going to be early enough. often, I think that could, that could be interesting. I think playing, you know, piggybacking off of, off of the Mac call, uh, the $3,000 Colts uh, defense could be, could be interesting. I mean, I'm personally, it it was a long running joke last year that I just, I pick, uh, you know, one of the, the two cheapest defenses and hope for an interception at some point uh but unfortunately they're they're at 2k this year so i don't know the, those like $1600 defenses last year were were pretty nice to to unlock everything else so um we'll uh we'll chat about that as the year goes on w- what do you got for me tj
4: it's harder now that Jameis isn't a starter man so, fair you know, it's more <laughs> difficult
2: that's fair um all right guys well i i think i think that about does it uh we will We'll run back the listener league. I will. Uh, I'll create that every week, and uh, maybe the three of us will. will do a, a free little three man, and uh, maybe we'll we'll figure out a, a charity to donate to or something for the winter. Um, but thanks for thanks for joining us, uh, joining me tonight, guys. It, it was nice to uh, finally you know formally meet, and uh, I think it's gonna be a good season.
3: Yeah, thanks, thanks, Matt, for uh, welcoming TJ and I aboard, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to educating and getting educated from you two guys. Um, I I know I still got uh, a lot I could pick up from some savvy vets like yourself, so I'm happy to be here. I think I'm here more so that I don't have to listen to the playback. I could just get the live feed every week and, <laughs> and just steal the ideas from you two guys. But like I told Curtis, I and I told you guys, and I just like to make jokes and, and have fun. I've been around the game a long time and uh, definitely looking forward to the
4: season. Getting in first, man, that might be considered insider trading. I don't know. So
2: <laughs> Yeah, and I <laughs> But yeah. I, I, go ahead. Oh,
4: no, oh, I was just telling the listeners, let's uh fill up our carts with bread this year. Let's get it.
2: There you go. Yeah, and I, I really do think this is a this is a good mix. We'll be able to uh look at the slate from a, a few different perspectives every week and uh and hopefully make some money this year. So Uh, We will be back uh, a little bit earlier next Wednesday, uh, talking week one. So uh, we will talk soon. See you guys. Did somebody say playoffs? NBA and NHL are playing for the gold, and our partners at Bet Online have you covered. Get in on all the action, including a new NBA bracket contest with plenty of chances to win. MLB season is pushing into fall, and there's no shortage of ways to bet with hundreds of odds, futures, and props. So take advantage of the return of sports, and remember, the casino never closes. Check it out all day and night. Go to betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your welcome bonus. That's betonline.ag, promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts.